Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Andrew Murray said it's not good taste to ask God for the same thing over and over again. He said once you've asked, you know, and, and believe he heard you and claimed and said he heard me, then the next time you pray, if it hasn't materialized yet, don't ask in the same way because that would be a confession of unbelief. I don't believe you heard me then. He said, just remind God that you prayed, remind him that you were believing, and thank him for the answer. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. When do you receive the money? After you believe, you receive it. When do you believe you have your healing? Believe you receive your healing before you have it. When do you have your healing? After you believe you receive it. Amen? I said amen. amen. Now then, here again is where we get into difficulty. You see, uh, our needs met, our bills paid. God's promised us that. Healing belongs to us. But now we have this almost every year here at school. Some have talked to me, particularly when we were small at the beginning. Some young man lays eyes on some young lady and going to claim her as his wife. Well, when you pray, believe you receive Mary and you'll have Mary. Well, after you got Mary, you might not want her to that. You might wind up like the story they tell about Mary, you know, about the fellas going through the asylum. And he saw this fellow run, butting his head against the wall, hollering Mary. He asked the attendant what happened. He said, well, he's engaged to be married to a girl named Mary. And right at the last minute, in fact, they'd already gotten to the church and she jilted him, run off with somebody else. He lost his mind. They went on through this asylum and here was another fellow running, butting his head against the wall, hollering Mary. This fellow blinked his eye and said, that's not the same. No, no, he said, that's the man that married Mary. Amen. Well, I didn't tell that just to be funny, but it is. Sometimes you're just as well off, you know, if you didn't even have Mary. But now right on the other hand, you see, uh, we'll just use that as an illustration. You know, what chapter and verse have you got that God promised you Mary? You better pray and find out what God's will is for you. See, that's a different thing entirely, isn't it? But can't you see what uh, damage is done a lot of times, you know, and folks, you know, without thinking, you know, blink their eyes like a toad frog in a West Texas hailstorm, try to figure out where the problem is. Well, it's very simple. It's you. We had time. We could read a medal for a while, but we just, we just, we just don't have that kind of time. We better go on here. But I just use that in the illustration. That could fit a lot of things. Now, let's come on over to the Gospel of Luke. See, we're just going through to see what Jesus said on the subject of prayer. Let's come to the Gospel of Luke first, the 10th chapter of Luke's Gospel. Now, Luke records some things that Matthew and Mark and John do not record concerning what Jesus said about prayer. First of all, Luke does record one or two things that Matthew said. Mark doesn't record. 
For instance, he said to here in, in the 10th chapter of Luke, Therefore said he unto them, the second verse, The harvest truly is great. Now Matthew put it this way, that Jesus said the harvest truly is plenteous. If it's plenteous, it's great, isn't it? It's great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Well, now we know, of course, that uh, Matthew, and we covered that. Now come to uh, the 11th chapter of Luke. In this 11th chapter of Luke, we find Jesus saying some things about prayer that the others do not record. Now, first of all, Luke does record what we call the Lord's Prayer here. Matthew did. Mark doesn't. Neither does John. But Luke does. And uh, then, uh, well, maybe we better just start the first verse and read down through here to get the connection. It came to pass that as he was praying, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And uh, so he used a little different words. Uh, Matthew adds a little bit to it. Now, and he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? Now, see, he's still talking about prayer now. Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto thee, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, now see, he's continuing on the same subject. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For a few that asketh, receiveth. And every once in a while, those that seek, find. And one or two that knocks, it's opened unto them. No, no. For everyone. Everybody say everyone. Everyone, everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. To him that knocketh, it shall be open. Now he went on on the same subject saying, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that's a father, Will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asked an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, Unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, Matthew records it. 
good things unto them that ask him. Praise God. Now, you see, Jesus just simply gives us a parable here and uh, teaching importunity. Now, a lot of folks, you see, from the natural standpoint, they try to interpret that. Well, just keep on, you know, until they, uh, you know, until you, if you can bother God long enough, you might talk him in an ocean doing something. But remember that it is the importunity of faith and not unbelief. Unbelief keeps on begging. Are you listening to me? Andrew Murray said it's not good taste to ask God for the same thing over and over again. He said once you've asked, you know, and, and believe he heard you and claimed and said he heard me, then the next time you pray, if it hasn't materialized yet, don't ask in the same way because that would be a confession of unbelief. I don't believe you heard me then. He said just remind God that you prayed, remind him that you were believing, and thank him for the answer. Well, you see, that is importunity of faith. It is the importunity of faith that works, not just importunity. Can you understand that? Amen. Now, uh, one time I was preaching down in East Texas, in Overton, Texas, in full gospel church there. Uh, and uh, the pastor and, uh, and wife and myself, my wife was not with me on this particular meeting, were invited to uh, a, a home of some, you know, some of the folks there in the church. And we went there and ate a noon meal. The, uh, the lady of the house, now at this time the husband was not saved. Later on he was saved. He'd been going to church there for years, but just, just you know, he's a good man, all right. But. And so uh, she said, Brother Higgins, she said, you know, I never really understood what happened until you come along teaching here. And then she told me this story. She said, now my husband here, sitting head to the table, you know, said he, uh, he spent on me. Now, now this, this is after the Depression days now, over in the mid-40s, 40, 40, well, 43 we're talking about. But uh, during those Depression days, $10,000 is a lot of money. Man, you was rich, you had that much money. He spent over $10,000 on doctors. I had, among other things, severe asthma condition and respiratory trouble, and, and over at Tyler, Texas. And then I went down to Shreveport and then up to Dallas. You know, over a period of a number of years, and just, just grew no better. I was like the one with the issue of blood. I, I was no better, but rather worse. Well, she said, Brother Raymond T. Ritchie came down here in East Texas and put up his tent. He was a healing evangelist. And so I got in the healing line. Now, when he got to me, he said, uh, and, and she said, I, I realize now, I didn't know then, I almost got my feelings hurt then. But uh, I realize now he's motivated by the Spirit of God. He just simply said, I'm not going to pray for you. He said, you've been prayed for by nearly everybody in the country. Well, yes. Yeah. He said, I got in every healing meeting and every van that's come along preaching in our church or anybody I could hear. Well, I, you know, I got in every healing. Everybody prayed for me. How he knew that, she said, I don't know. <laughs> and right then, because he said he wasn't going to pray for me, I sort of, you know, almost got my feelings hurt. He said, uh, Sister, will you do what I tell you to do? Well, she said, I said, I will if it's easy. <laughs> she, she, everybody's looking for something easy, you know. Well, he said, she said, this is the easiest thing you ever did in your life. 
He said, I want you from this moment forward. See, and he hadn't even prayed, didn't even lay hands on him. He said, from this moment forward, I want you, every time you think of it and see to it that you do think of it, say, thank God for my healing. Well, she said to me, now, see, full gospel, all right. But she said, in my ignorance, I said, well, I don't want to do that. Not, I'm not healed. Well, he didn't have time to stop and preach her a sermon. He's got a line there to minister to. He said, well, can you thank God for the word of God? Oh, yeah, I can thank God for the word of God. Well, he said, you know the word of God says you're healed, don't you? Yeah. All right, he said, every time you think of it, say, according to the word of God, I'm healed. Thank God for the word. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagan. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagan. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And registration for Rhema Bible Training College. Yes. Uh, go right, yeah, go right there to rbtc.org slash trendsetters. And uh, you, can, you can register online or you can request a DVD to be sent to you that tells you all about the school. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.